Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Well, we are on episode 39 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and we are in week three of our series in Proverbs, and it looks like we're going to have a good word from the Word today. So I hope you're sharing the link, getting the podcast information out to your friends and family, coworkers, especially right now, as we said in the intro, and this, it really is crazy and chaotic world. So uh, just get the information out so that, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, when you finish listening this week, why don't you just make a commitment to share it? That'd be awesome. Well, Pastor Tommy, you know, people say the work's a four-letter word, and that means it's a bad word. Um, but I have to ask, is, is it? You know, was it part of the curse and all those things? Work is really one of those things in our life that we complain about, but we're scared to death we're going to lose it, yeah. and uh, especially when we're facing what we're facing right now. But the Lord does have a plan for our work, and believe it or not, it isn't all bad. So I have to ask, Pastor Tommy, how do we balance out our work, and does the Word of God have anything to say about that? Yeah, the Word of God has a lot to say about work, and we're going to see specifically today what Proverbs says about work. Hey, Trey, it's good to see you. Like, I'm actually seeing you today, face-to-face. But we are, I, I think we talked about, we are practicing we're social, social distancing. Di- this is six feet. But so we're, we're not good. in different neighborhoods today. Last no, couple of times not. we were in different neighborhoods doing it via Zoom, but today we're back in the studio. Mm-hmm. Got our sound tech, Scott, here. We're sounding Scott. good. Everything's going well. So, man, it's good to be back here. I missed you, man. I missed you too, buddy. Well, Miss Scott, missed everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to get back to some sense of normalcy around here a little bit. So, let me ask you a question, Trey. Mm hmm. Let's go. We're talking about work today. Do you like your job? <laughs> I adore my job, actually, and it's not just because you're sitting there. Yeah, you, you got to. Scott, do you like your job? Okay, so everybody in this room likes their job, and that's a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't like their job, and, mm-hmm. I'm, I, and we're very blessed and very fortunate to be able to have careers that we enjoy very, very much. Um, Trey, did you know this? That over the course of your lifetime, you will spend about 80,000 hours working. That's a lot of time. That just uh, stunned me. 80,000 wow. hours. That's a lot. And, and 80,000 hours working. And in, in a survey done, 73% of Americans don't like their job. So how many hours are – anyway, I'm not – Yeah, that's that number, nuts, that isn't crazy. it? I mean, yeah. you and I, we're, we're privileged, we're blessed because we're in a career that we really, really enjoy. But mm-hmm. the majority of people don't like their job. And they spend 80,000 hours over the course of their lives working in jobs they don't like. Mm-hmm. That's not good. No, that's not good. Not good at all. So what do we do about that? Well, let's consider what the Bible says about our work. And and this is really, you know, I think a very timely subject for us right now because there is so much uncertainty in Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a lot of people listening today, uh, their work has changed drastically over the last few weeks. Yeah. People are working from home now. I mean, that's a challenge. We've tried to do some of that here at at Northwood. We sure have. limited our office hours just to be safe and to practice social distancing. I'm I'm working at home more with the kids. That's nuts. And and so so some of us, our jobs have changed. We're working a lot of hours still, but just from a different location, working remotely and trying to figure out what it looks like to work remotely. Some of us, we're working more hours than we ever have. You Mm -hmm. think about people, even in our church, who are nurses and doctors and on the front lines of 
this thing. I mean, just the number of hours they're having to put in, their work has changed drastically. Some of us have find, are finding ourselves with more time on our hands that, mm-hmm. that maybe during this season, you know, we, we work maybe in the uh, entertainment industry mm-hmm. or the hospitality industry, and so we don't have maybe the hours we used to have. And so it seems like right now everybody's work has changed in one way or the other. And so I think it's really helpful just to come back to the Bible and see what the Bible has to say about work, especially during this chaotic time, right? Exactly. And I think that this talking about work right now, people this is a good time for people as they're pausing to say, hey, what is work about for right, me as, right. a, as a believer in Christ? Absolutely, absolutely. So what are we talking about today, Trey? Well, we're going to talk about uh, three. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, you're the one that's supposed to know all this stuff, yeah, man. You, you are no, the host. You, you I mean, changed, come on. You changed it three truths to Proverbs. You said tr- three misconceptions? Nah. What did you say? Three realities. Three realities. Yeah, that's okay. what we're talking about, Trey. Okay. Ask oh, the question, oh. question again. Trey, what are we talking about today? Three realities from Proverbs about work. Okay. Are you sure? Are you sure that's what we're talking about? Yes, I am positive. <laughs> positive. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Number one, work is broken, but it's good. Yeah. So when you started the podcast today, Trey, you said, man, work is a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us feel that way. We feel like, you know, work is a curse. Mm-hmm. If we had a, another choice in the matter, we wouldn't work at all. But we've got to remember that that work is actually a good thing. Listen to what Proverbs says, right? Proverbs 3, 19 through 20. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. Wow. God is a working God. He works all the time. He established the earth. Genesis chapter 1, he created everything we see and know by the sound of his voice. And and we know this, Trey, he's not done working. Mm -mm. I mean, praise God, he's not, right? That he who began a good work is faithful to complete it in you, that we serve a God who is always at work. Jesus said that. My yeah. father is always at work. Absolutely. So we serve a God who works. Mm-hmm. Work is, 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 you know, one of those characteristics of God. He's a working God, right? And right. we also know that, that according to Genesis 1, 26 and 27, that we are made in the image of God. So we were designed to work as well. So when, that we right? work, when we work, we are reflecting the character of God. We are reflecting a God who works. Wow. When you think about Adam That's and good. Eve in the garden, right? That God created Adam, and he first thing he did was he gave him a job. Mm-hmm. Have dominion over the earth, right? Subdue the earth. Cultivate the earth. That was a job given, and it wasn't cursed. Mm. When, when Adam and Eve were first created, sure their work was a good thing. I mean, and, and when Adam worked, there was fulfillment. And, and when you and I worked, Trey, when we all work, there should be a sense of fulfillment and enjoyment because, man, work is a part of, of, of God's creative plan. Mm-hmm. He is a working God. He has created us to work, but then sin, sin entered the picture. Wow. And changed everything. And changed everything. And work is still fulfilling. Work is still a good thing. Work is not a curse, but our work is cursed. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. That work isn't punishment, right? Work is a good thing, but our work is cursed because of the fall. Mm. In other words, when, when, when Ab and Eve fell into sin, it changed the way they worked. Instead of their work always being fruitful and always being good and productive, now there's obstacles. Now there's thorns in our work, right? And we all experience that every day. And some days are good days. Some days we feel like we're accomplishing all kinds of things in our work. And mm-hmm. then there's other days where it feel like we're making no progress at all. That we, we, we feel the thorns of our work. We right? say it. 
I don't feel like I, I feel like I've been working all day, but I didn't accomplish anything. Right. You know, we've all felt that way. And that, that's part of the curse. Mm-hmm. Work is not a curse, but our work is, is cursed. cursed. Yeah. Okay. Right. So so there's thorns in our work. There's obstacles, and that's part of of the fall. So so when we think about work, we don't need to think about work as a four letter word. Mm-hmm. Work is a good thing, and work still is very fulfilling. But work isn't easy. It is work. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're always going to face challenges and obstacles. We're going to have seasons where our work is not fruitful at all. Uh, there's going to be pain in our work, um, and that's because of the fall of man. So work is broken because of the fall. But work is still good. And I also think, you know, challenges are good. I mean, even though we do have the challenges, I think we need that challenge. I don't want to just be, you know, just, I I guess, a factory worker. I mean, I know God bless our factory workers, but I'm the kind of person I want to see a challenge and try to figure out how to get through that challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even the thorns in a way, although they're they're a part of the curse, uh, God has designed us to help us to overcome those things. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why I said go and till the ground. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Number two. And this is probably where it starts to go south a little bit. We work in broken ways. Yeah. So our work is broken, but it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of the fall, our work is cursed, and we're broken. Mm-hmm. Every day when you and I go to work, we are sinful people going to our jobs. We certainly are. Right? Every person that woke up this morning and went to work went to work as a sinner. And there's a lot of sin at work, too. Right. right. So you take your <laughs> sinful ways to your job. Yeah. And so, so, you know, we work then in broken ways. So, so there's really two broken ways we work, right? The first is we have a tendency sometimes to make too little of our jobs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yes. And so when we make too little of our jobs, we, when we view work as a four-letter word, we make too little of our jobs, and then we become very lazy or idle mm-hmm. when it comes to work, Right. Just punching the clock to get through the, the day, you know, just do it as little as I can do to get by. And that really is the attitude of a lot of us. Work is just a paycheck we collect so we can pay the bills, and I'm not going to get my best. I'm not going to get my all. I'm going to do the bare minimum requirements just to get it done. Right? Just living for the weekend, man. Living I'm getting for Friday, through this yep. so I can get out and do what I really want to do. And so Proverbs talks about this. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 26, verses 13 through 16, Proverbs talks about the sluggard. Now, you oh. probably know this, Trey, that, that you have a comparison in the book of Proverbs. You've got, on the one hand, the sluggard, mm-hmm. and in a few minutes, we're going to get to the ant, mm-hmm. right? And there's a big difference between the sluggard and the ant, right? So th- listen about the sluggard. Proverbs 26, 13 through 16, the sluggard says, there's a lion in the road. There's a lion in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does a sluggard on his bed. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. It wears him out to bring it back to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Wow. That's an interesting passage, isn't it? You know, I've never read that before. You know, we we have a line in the streets right now. Yeah, we do, don't Think we? Think about that. Yeah, yeah. And we'll- well, here's what the, the, the proverb is saying, right? Is that those of us who have a tendency to make too little of our work, mm-hmm. you know, in, in our laziness... We make a lot of excuses. Mm. The sluggard makes excuses. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go to work this morning. There's a lion in the streets. It's dangerous out there. I don't want to get out there and face the world, right? Here's why I can't go to I'm not feeling well today. I don't have, you know, this or whatever the case may be. The, the, the sluggard makes excuses for mm. why he or she cannot give his or her best efforts, right? There's a lion in the streets, right? So the sluggard makes excuses. Mm-hmm. The sluggard takes no initiative. Wow. Yeah, you, you see it in the text, right? As a door turns on its hinges, so does a sluggard in his bed. He buries his hand in the dish. Just mm-hmm. takes no initiative for life whatsoever. Just that, that constant sense 
of laziness. Just let things go undone. It's, it's like having a kid, right? Yeah. And you tell your kid, go to your room and clean your room. That's a job that takes what? 15 minutes? 15 minutes, for sure. But when you sent your kids to their room when they were exactly. little, how long did it take them? Hours. Hours and hours. hours and hours to just sit and look at the walls, you know, make a bigger mess and not do the job that takes 15 minutes to do, right? And I wish I could say I was any better, but I wasn't. I, I wasn't the same either. thing. But that's the deal. The sluggard, yeah. right? When we make too little of our work, we take no initiative to get things done. We just, you know, let the, the work pile up and pile up and procrastinate and mm. procrastinate, right? And the sluggard is prideful. Hmm. Look at what it says, right? Yeah. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can Uh, answer sensibly. Okay. You know a lot of lazy people who think they know it all, don't you? They can tell you how to do it They can tell you how to do it. They can tell you how to do it better. They can tell you how to get it done, but they never do it themselves, right? For sure. And so this is somebody who makes too little of their work. Somebody who makes too little of work makes a lot of excuses about why they can't get the job done. They don't take much initiative, but yet they think they're smarter than everybody else. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Really so so that's that. a broken way that we tend to work, making too little of our jobs and, and, and just being really lazy in the way that we work. But there's another way we tend to work as well. We, we, on the one hand, make too little of our jobs, or on the other hand, we have the tendency to make too much of our jobs. And we're rewarded for that, though. You know, that's the issue in our world. Yeah. In other words, we're rewarded if if we don't have a home life or we don't have any other yeah, life, but yeah. we pour everything, our do our work. Yeah. We get pats on the back all the time. Right. Those people who work 80 and 90 hours a week, yeah. who accomplish this and accomplish that, we put them on a pedestal and say, look at how hard they mm. work. Oh, they're right. so industrious. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with working. We want to work hard. Sure. But not at the expense of our walk with Jesus mm. and not at the expense of our relationship with our family. Mm. Right. And so we, we read this Proverbs last time on the podcast but listen to this proverbs 23 4 and 5 says this do not toil to acquire wealth be discerning enough to desist when you your eyes light on it it is gone for suddenly it sprouts wings flying like an eagle toward heaven this is why a lot of us make too much of our work because we're after the dollar we Mm -hmm. want to make all that money and so we work and work and work and work to make the extra cash and the Proverbs reminds us you you toil and acquire for that money it's here today, gone tomorrow. It sprouts wings and it flies away. And we have seen that. Oh, absolutely. You know, people have been saving, putting it into the, the financial markets. Yeah. yeah. Thousands, tens of thousands gone. Just yeah, almost, in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Just, yeah, think about that. Or think about, okay, some of us, we work a lot because we, we want to make the money. Mm-hmm. Some of us work a lot because we like the accolades that we receive mm. from working a lot. Love a pat on the back. Yeah, a pat on the back and the promotions and look yeah. what I've accomplished. We find our identity in our jobs. Mm-hmm. That's right. As, as men, we do this all the time, don't we? When you meet know what you're somebody, yeah. when you meet somebody for the first time, usually one of the first questions you ask is what? What do, what you, do? you do? What do you do for a living? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that question, right? But, but uh, that, that question really gets to the heart of, of our identity, mm-hmm. that, that we find our identity in, in what we do rather than who we are in Christ, right? Mm. There's nothing wrong with asking the question, hey, what do you do? But that's not the most important thing about you. What what you do is not the most important thing about you. Who you are in Jesus Christ, that's the most important thing about you. And I will say this, and for a man, I don't know, and I'm not discounting the women, but for a man, when a man loses his job, I mean, it's like you have, yeah. you punch him in the, I mean, it's worse than getting punched in the stomach. Yeah. You know, it's very, very difficult to get through that. So. Yeah. Uh, and it's because we have idolized it, it. It should show us when that happens. We've idolized our work yeah. and we've not placed God at the center and the, the focus of our faith. Again, work is not a bad thing, but we tend to work in broken ways. Mm-hmm. We either make too little of our jobs or we make too much of mm-hmm. our jobs. And, and listen to what the Proverbs says. 
when we make too much of our jobs, right? We go after the money, we go after pats on the back, mm-hmm. and like we said earlier, it usually as the is at the expense of the people that we love. Proverbs twenty seven eight says this: "Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home." Wow, mm. man! I, I even think back over the course of my work, my profession. There have been times when I've strayed from home mm-hmm. that I've been so focused on ministry and so focused on on getting the job done that it's been at the expense of spending time with my family. And to tell you a quick story, I was so proud of myself one time. I was at First Baptist Utahville, and, man, I was just killing it. I mm. mean, people were getting saved. Lives were being changed. It was awesome. And uh, I had done something, and I was really busy, but I kept my promise to do that, Yeah, whatever it was. And I looked at my wife. I said, man, you're looking at a guy that always keeps his promises. And mm. she, you know what she said to me? What she said? Everybody but your family. Wow. Wow. And I got to tell you, brother, that knocked me flat. Mm. 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 Uh, she might, you know, it, that was a wake up moment in my life. And obviously I've never forgotten it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, just asking ourselves the tough questions. Mm. How do I view my work? Right. Amen. Do I, I make too little of my job or do I make too much of our job? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so what we need to do then, right. And the third reality we're looking at here is instead of, of making too much or too little, we need to work wisely. Mm-hmm. Right. So work is broken, but good. And we work in broken ways. We need to learn to work wisely. Amen. So, so we call, yeah, so we call our jobs a vocation, mm-hmm. right? I'm a vocational pastor. Right, right. Some of us are vocational doctors, vocational mm-hmm. teachers. That word vocational, you know, at the root of that word, it, it means calling, mm-hmm. right? And so that, that's really how we need to view our jobs, that no matter what job you are in, you need to view your job as a calling from God, that the God of all creation who is sovereign in his sovereign will, he has placed you where you are for a purpose, mm-hmm. right? So every one of us have a vocation. Every one of us have a, a calling. And so, so beginning to view our work as a calling from God. God has created us to work, and, and in his sovereign design, he has placed you exactly where you are to work for his glory and your good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think many of us view our jobs as a calling. Mm-hmm. We view it just as a job, the way we get the check to pay the bills, but it really is week, a calling. It's, it's, yeah. it's where God has placed us to make an impact for uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so, so we talked about the sluggard, but the Proverbs also talks about the ant, that mm-hmm. little ant. And we've all seen how the ant carries a large load, right? But listen to what Proverbs says. Proverbs 6, 6 through 8 says this, Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, without having any chief, officer or ruler she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food mm. the ant is diligent and it's proof because i try to get rid of those ant beds <laughs> they keep coming back and, and then when the winter's over they're all back you can't stop them you know, can't but the point them. is the, the diligence right not yeah. not laziness and yes, not very excuses diligent. but just diligent day in and day out knowing that your work is a gift from god a calling from god day in and day out you're up and you're diligent mm-hmm. getting after the task just trying to get it done right exactly you think about uh the other proverbs that talk about the way we work we don't even we not only work diligently but we work ethically wow this is a big one right yeah here. yeah think about proverbs eleven twenty. those of crooked heart are an abomination to the lord but those of blameless ways are his delight mm-hmm. proverbs 19 1 better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked in speech and is a fool mm. wow yeah, you know, working so, ethically, not so, cheating your boss, not coming in on time, not leaving early while you're there at work, mm-hmm. right? A lot of us go to our jobs. We spend most of the time 
on social media. <laughs> social media or talking to, talking to the water fountain. Right, right. Showing the latest YouTube video or whatever. Yeah. You know? While you're at work, work. Do your job. That's being ethical, right? That's that's making the most, not calling in sick just because you want a day off, right? They call it, they don't call in sick anymore. They just call out. <laughs> you know that. That's right. what they call it. Yeah. You just call out. So anyway, yeah, that's what they're doing. But, but this is working wisely. Working wisely is working diligently, mm-hmm. is working ethically, and it's working with purpose. This is what I like right yeah, here. Yeah, so just yeah. think about it. If we're saying that work is a gift from God, that it is a calling, that it is a vocation, then, then work, it is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. That, that every time we go to work, we're doing it as unto the Lord for the glory of God because we are thankful that he has given us the abilities and the skills and the professions to, to, to work in, right? And so we, we work as, as worship. Thank you, God, that I have the opportunity to provide for my family and to make a difference in my career, right? Work's a, a, an act of worship. Whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. Absolutely, right? And, and, and it's an opportunity. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity for influence because every day when you and I go to work, there are people around us at our jobs that need to be encouraged with the good news of Jesus Christ. Boy, Your work is a mission field, Amen. a ripe mission field, because you're going to encounter so many people on your job who need hope and encouragement. And so just, again, it's calling, seeing that that God has, has placed you on your job for a specific purpose in a specific season, and you can have much influence where you are. Consider what Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says. Do you see a man skillful in his work? Listen to this. He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Mm. So what the Proverbs is saying is, is that when you work hard and you work diligently, you're going to be noticed for your hard and diligent work. Mm-hmm. It's going to create for you influence. And man, just think about who you can influence by the way that you are faithful on your job to work hard, right? Faithful to your job, faithful to your Lord. It makes such an impact. Yeah. You heard of the book, um, When Worlds Collide? I have. It's an excellent Absolutely. book. Yeah. Excellent book. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they bring all that in. Oh, yeah how important our work is to the mission of God. That's right. You know, so. That's right. Yeah, so just thinking through this, thinking about working wisely. You, you work diligently. You get up like that every day. You go after it. You work ethically. You, you work with purpose, knowing that God has placed you where you are for such a time as this, mm, right? Exactly. And, and while you work, you keep your mind on Jesus. Wow, yeah. Think that about would... the work that he's done for you. Amen. Our Savior is a working Savior. He toiled for us, mm-hmm. living a perfect life that we could not live. He toiled for us. Here we are recording this podcast in the midst of Holy Week. Mm. He toiled for us by going to a cross and suffering in our place. That's right. He accomplished our redemption. No one on this earth has ever worked as diligently and as hard as our Lord and Savior Jesus. Amen. And Amen. through his work, we have forgiveness of sins, life abundant and eternal. So if you need motivation for your work, that ought to do it. Think about the gospel. Amen. Think about the way that Jesus has worked for you. And and, and remember Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, mm. knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. You know, we work for Christ because he worked on our amen. behalf. Amen. You know, I just finished, uh, well, it was just finished three years ago, uh, worked for my uncle for several years, mm. and I just determined that what I would do was I would serve the Lord. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite job at yeah. all. God bless you, Uncle Charlie. I appreciate it. But what I'm saying is he knows that wasn't my favorite. He knew, he knew where I wanted to be in church work. and um, But I just determined that whatever I did when I served my job and served my boss, I was 
doing as a as a ministry to the Lord. Yeah. So and you were going to do the best you could, and give make it your an all, impact, share the and gospel trust as much that God as I was could. Be faithful. And, exactly. and God was faithful during that season. He was very faithful. And I'm sure you learned a lot through that process. A lot. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be encouraged. Amen. Right now, I know it's a difficult time for all of us on our jobs, but think about your job from God's perspective. Even if your job has changed over the last few weeks, and I know there have been a lot of changes. For some of us, there have been financial changes. Mm -hmm. Some of us have to take pay cuts and things of that nature because of everything that's going on, but your work is still a gift from God. Don't take it for granted. Don't think too little of it, and don't think too much of it. Work for the glory of God thinking about the one who worked for you. Amen. So we have someone out there right now that's probably struggling. Either they have been put to work too much like our nurses and doctors or the other side. They are just sitting at home and don't know where their job is. What do you say to them? Yeah, I say right now, just remember, remember the calling. Remember that whatever you find yourself doing every single day is a gift. Mm. And if you have the opportunity today to work, it is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Make the most of it. It could be a difficult day of work. There's lots of difficult days of work because that's part of the fall. Mm. But redeem the time. Use it for the glory of God. Be an influence. Give your best. Be like the end. Diligent. Ethical. Go after it. Well, Pastor Tommy, why don't you close us out? It's been a great opportunity to look at work from the biblical standpoint. Thank you for that. I hope that this has been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful for you, we want to ask you right now to go ahead and share this content with somebody who needs to hear it. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast provider. Leave us a review. All those things are helpful. And we hope that that, uh, during this crazy season uh, that you are benefiting from these podcast episodes and that you are being blessed by the Word of God. And we hope... As always, that this episode has helped you connect faith to life. 